Welcome to Circonomy, the Connecticut Economic Resource Center's podcast, where we share insights into strategies, initiatives, and programs to help grow and support Connecticut's economy. CIRC offers a complete range of services and assistance to build your local economy, make informed decisions, find location opportunities, and grow businesses. Learn more about CIRC at CIRC.com. That's C-E-R-C.com. Hello, everyone. This is Aaron Smith. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Circonomy. I'm here with my colleague, Alyssa Dijon, VP of Research here at Cirque. Alyssa, how are you? I'm doing great, Aaron. That's outstanding. How are you doing today? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, so today we're going to cover maybe a broad range of, of things, but uh, I was going to start off with maybe some of what I've been up to um, in the recent weeks and, and months. And um, so recently and quite often, um, I get out to a number of different, uh, I would say, uh, conferences, so to speak. My uh, brain freeze there. But the most recent one that I went to was called the uh, Industrial Asset Management Council uh, Professional Forum and uh, IAMC for short. And this one took place in Milwaukee. They typically have two a year. And uh, the conference tends to uh, have a number of people in attendance. Um, It brings together economic developers, uh, service providers, and end users. And so um, I wanted to share a little bit about that experience with everyone. Um, And uh, we'll kind of take it from there. That sounds great. And I'm just here to uh, kind of <laughs> aid with the conversation. I'm going to ask you, Aaron, if you don't mind, a couple of questions just to get the ball rolling. And we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. We'll see where the conversation goes. Um, but uh, yeah, let's, let's start, first of all, by talking about this forum that was in Milwaukee. Let's talk about Wisconsin. Mil- Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, so how was, how is Milwaukee? You know, what's, what's, uh, I don't know if it's new and interesting or like when you think of Milwaukee, what what comes to mind? Well, for me, at first, I had never been to Milwaukee, so nothing really came to mind to me other than the Milwaukee Bucks basketball team. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I think about Wisconsin, obviously we think about cheese and maybe Green Bay, and all I could think about was how did these locations end up with professional ball teams? That's a really good question, actually. <laughs> because I'm looking at the population. I'm like, well, you don't necessarily need to be a large city in order to get one. Right. Uh, so it was it was just a fascinating thing for me to think about when I was in Milwaukee. Uh, but Milwaukee is an interesting place. That obviously, you know, they're one of the uh, historical industrial towns uh, known for its manufacturing. Um, and it's going through a renaissance. You know, okay. they've had, uh, they're historically known for... Um, I don't want to say what they're historically known for, but they've they've had they have an industrial history uh, about them, and so they're going through a transformation like many industrial, historically industrialized uh, cities within the U.S. and they're trying to um, redevelop and and think strategically about how to reuse some of these existing assets, mm-hmm. and so uh, um, they benefit from uh, the rivers and the lake, um, which is a tremendous sense uh, or source of, of fresh water for them and they're being able to build in and around the river 
uh, down in Milwaukee. So it's they're coming along, and it's it's always beneficial to get out there and see what uh, communities that have a similar fabric of what Connecticut uh, used to be right. and, and could benefit from uh, if um, if some of the right, uh, I would say, either legislative practices were taken into account or um, the right motivations were, were um, acted upon. Definitely. I mean, right, there's a lot of similarity between Midwestern states and Northeastern states and kind of this post-industrial time and and how do you redevelop and reuse these sites that might be dirty and might be, you know, might need some, a lot of TLC uh, and, you know, how do you get the funding to do that so that you can use them for other uses? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's interesting to see, to think about how Milwaukee (laughs) and and a lot of areas in Connecticut really are similar. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about this this conference. I know the, the the title of the conference was Improving Company Performance Through Corporate Real Estate. Uh-huh. Um, and you mentioned before that there were, you kind of have three different types <clears throat> of people there. You've got right. your economic developers, mm-hmm. you've got end users, which are different companies, right? right? And then you've got, you have service providers. Right. So, so like in terms of service providers, what, what types of services are they providing? Yeah. Like, what are they that, what are they talking about there at right. this conference? Yeah, and so one of the benefits of this particular conference is they're very conscious about making sure that people have enough um, I would say airtime with one another because there are times when you tend to go to some of some other conferences and it's very monolithic. Mm-hmm. You're just in the room with the same people and or uh, in our case of being an economic developer Obviously, we want to talk to companies. We want to talk to the corporates. We want to talk to these companies that are that have the ability to transform our communities by uh, establishing an operation mm-hmm. in which they would end up hiring a, a certain number of people, right? Which is what you want. And so, this organization does a really good job of fine tuning their membership to make sure that the ratio is one to one to one. Hmm. Uh, and and that's one of the the the, the really attractive benefits of, of this one. And so the, the service providers, um, you know, the, the definition is actually in the name. Um, these are basically anyone, any organization that would pr- uh, provide a service uh, to what would be considered a corporate real estate user or an end user. So think of a commercial real estate broker that okay. would, that would uh, do a site search for a company that had communicated plans to expand. Okay. Um, think about... Um, uh, an accounting firm that wants to monitor the books or has a, a, a better booking solution. Think about um, uh, l- attorneys, right? Mm-hmm. They're pro- all providing services for what would be the end user, right? Land use attorneys, things of that nature. So those are the service providers, uh, site selection consultants. Um, and then also, obviously, we have the economic development organization folks who tend to engage with the service providers as well because. Most of the time, um, we're we're having conversations with the service providers on behalf of the end users, mm-hmm. and so this is an opportunity for us to be all in one room, um, engage with one another, uh, build on relationships, uh, and so people have an idea of who's working projects. You get a feel personally for people, and it, and it's uh, an active and engaging exchange of information, and it makes the process <clears throat> of sharing information. 
uh, and accurate information, I might add, because uh, this gives us an opportunity to really say what's going on within our location, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily uh, just relying on things that are reported in the paper or in the news. That's interesting. So you're really able to build a lot of trust with these people. It, yeah. And kind of, it, <coughs> it seems like in the, in the economic development role and site selection and, and thinking about where businesses are going to locate, I mean, relationships matter so much. Yep. Um, and so this is just yet another place where you can all kind of come together right. and, and talk about issues. Right, because at, at, the, at the end of the day, you want to be able to leave these places and have someone feel comfortable saying, if I have a question about Connecticut, I can call so-and-so. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, that would be I can call Aaron at right. Cirque. Right. Um, but that, that is the goal um, at these conferences is to um, go often enough to where you're developing a relationship to whereas people aren't relying solely on information that's either posted online through third parties mm-hmm. um, and or you know newspaper clippings and things like that. So it's, it's basically acting as a representative, an in-person representative for the state. That's a that's fantastic. Yeah. And you get to set the dialogue, which yeah. is just, it's tremendously right. yeah. helpful. Yeah. So, so tell me about these end users. You know, are they, are they small companies? Are they, are they mostly large companies? Are they from all different industries mm-hmm. or a particular one? Like who goes to these types of conferences? Yeah, so everyone and anyone. So these are companies that are responsible for, uh, Stocking the shelves at your favorite supermarket. So mm-hmm. uh, there are companies that that bake the bread that you that you use on your sandwich. There's companies that um, that manufacture your underwear <laughs> and your wow. t-shirts. Um, there's companies um, that manufacture the hair products that you put in your hair. So it, it runs the gamut because uh, in, in manufacturing, these are companies that manufacture goods that consumers purchase. Okay. Uh, so um, it, 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 runs the, it, it runs the spectrum for the most part. If there is an operation that involves um, some type of manufacturing component, then uh, they're, they're likely at the conference. Interesting. Yeah. And are they, are they representing uh, different plants or, you know, different facilities of that company or the headquarters or maybe both? Mm-hmm. So most of the time, this uh, they are represented by their corporate real estate facility manager. So okay. someone either within their, um, that's, so it could be their government affairs folks. It could actually be their, their economic development person. Some, mm-hmm. com- some of these companies are large enough where they have a, where they have an economic development individual that's focused on relationships with economic development uh, uh, organizations in and around where they have locations okay. and where they're thinking about sourcing a new location. Um, and then there could just be facility managers, um, facility managers that would have insight on where their operations are globally and where they're thinking about consolidating, um, what issues that they're having that are challenging for them operationally, uh, where the, wherever they're located around the globe. Mm-hmm. And so they're able to engage with other corporates as well to, to, to really think through challenges and, and solutions and share, share solutions. So it, it's really, it's, it's a unique community. Um, it's a unique dialogue that happens. Interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. So yeah. I'm assuming one of those issues they're talking about in manufacturing is around automation? 
Uh, yeah, every yes can't be ignored. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Automation cannot be ignored. So workforce. You know, yeah. Right? So I mean, that's a. I mean, that's such a huge trend, especially in manufacturing, where you, you saw it with the big manufacturers a couple of generations ago, but now even the smaller manufacturers are taking advantage of automation, and that has a lot of implications for not just real estate needs, but workforce needs too. Right. Right. So. One of the leading uh, selection drivers and priorities right now is workforce. It is leading every location decision. Companies are not, you could have the most beautiful parcel of land for free. And if no (laughs) one lives there (laughs) and if they don't have the skill sets, to make this facility start buzzing, mm-hmm. then you cannot convince them to come. It's all about the workforce. It's all about the workforce. And it's a challenge that everyone's having because of the evolution of how people are working and what tools we're, u- we're utilizing to mm-hmm. work. And automation is a function of that to whereas in the past, you know, techno- investments in technology was a nice to have for mm-hmm. businesses. Mm-hmm. It's now become a must have. It's become a necessity for companies to have uh, some type of technological uh, infrastructure to help them be more efficient. Uh, and, and obviously, the name of the game is to try to pump out the best product that you can as quick as possible for as cheap as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And technology is a conduit for doing that. And uh, just... These the evolution of technology has just been it's it's happened so fast, and um, you know it it reminds me of what Justin Trudeau said not too long ago was that you know we're experiencing uh, just the most rapid change in society with technology and it will never never be this slow again. And and so most of the companies are trying to adapt to that. They're they're trying to figure out what what new product works for them in automation Mm -hmm. because it is changing so fast. And then also if they do invest in that product, now they have to hire people that know how to train other people on that product. Right. And because that platform is so new, there's not going to be too many people that have the expertise to train someone else. So, so this is a construct that is challenging for, for most companies right now. Right. And even from the worker perspective, how do you stay current with this rapid technology change? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just trying to get from a flip phone to my iPhone 5, a and now phone. I'm ready to, I, I got to buy an iPhone 11 like now? Holy cow. Right now. Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, I just, I got to get, I just have to get rid of that. Um, <laughs> let alone thinking about how to prepare for these technological advances, mm-hmm. right? And so, from the worker perspective, from the from the company perspective, it's a huge challenge, which yeah. people haven't quite figured out how to how to deal with it yet. But yeah. is it more? Could it be you know partnerships and you know how do how can the company leverage different partnerships maybe to to get a solution? Yeah. So I, I think companies have. You know, I think they've become so far detached away from the communities in which they originally established roots mm. that yep. um, there's opportunities for them to, to re-engage 
um, with the communities because the solutions are out there. They've always been there. Mm -hmm. But there's been obviously a a large focus um, from the company perspective to obviously it's profit driven. And so when you develop that type of tunnel vision, it's easy. Like you could find yourself so far out at sea and look back and not necessarily see everything that's around to, to support you. Um, and so, you know, what companies have at their disposal, I would say the resources are endless because everyone wants to help companies. Of course. Like it's that, like they have the, like the, the world is at their fingertips if they engage mm-hmm. because everyone wants to know, how do I get in contact with Southern Cell? Do you know anybody here? Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and so there's, I mean, there's, a tremendous amount of organizations that I, I don't even want to begin to list because I'd be afraid that I'm forgetting someone. Sure. Uh, but the, the key to companies finding those solutions is really engaging, sharing what their needs are, um, maybe how they would envision and, and what capacity that they they have to engage at the local level, on Main Street's level, utilizing the community college system, mm-hmm. utilizing some of these uh, these 14-week uh, technology boot camps to to help reorient people and, and retrain people that have a certain foundation of skills um, and and they can sort of utilize and retrain so they have a number of different assets at their fingertips the question is how do you identify the, the people that are responsible for that type of work and the company actually has to consciously want to do that too uh, it can't just be uh, sort of just talking points. You have to really want to be a part of it. Absolutely. So it sounds like, I mean, this conference brought up a lot of issues. I mean, some some areas for solution, but I mean, things yeah. just kind of have to unfold and play out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm just thinking about in terms of wrapping up our podcast, I want to go back to Milwaukee. Okay. Thinking about the conference and enjoying Milwaukee. Okay. So like, what, you must have done something interesting there for, you know, an interesting event, perhaps, uh, in Milwaukee. That <laughs> An interesting event in Milwaukee. Um, I was working a lot, so I wasn't I'm doing sure too much. I'm sure you were. I'm <laughs> sure you were. <laughs> no, there but, must have been an interesting networking yeah, event. Yeah, no. What, what, well, yeah, so there's, um, so, you know, and, and this is something I get, I'm actually noticing that's popping up. Um, but again, this kind of goes back to uh, relationship building and mm-hmm. how and some of the activities around them. And I think it's important to share uh, how people network and how people build relationships. Uh, and there's opportunities for you to really sort of step away from the desk, step away from the computer and and really bond with people, which is how people tend to remember you. And so um there was a, a site selection consultant um, group, Hickey and Associates, that held uh, an axe throwing uh, dinner, <laughs> so to speak, at an axe throwing. You didn't have to throw axes while eating. You could. Well, you know, I, I'm sure some people tried, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm sure some people tried, but no, that your know, best practice, I think, for safety is for safety. They say you, you throw the, the axe with two hands. So nice. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think too many people did that, but I, I can't say for certain. Was it a heavy axe? Uh, it's, never it's, thr- like like it's like a hatchet. Okay, a hatchet. All right. it, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, like think about, yeah, it's like a hatchet. 
This is kind of seems to be the new trendy thing because yeah. I'm seeing some axe throwing places yeah. popping up in Connecticut. I, yeah, too. I've seen billboards for them uh, on 91. So there's one opening up, I, I believe it's Weathersfield. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so okay. yeah, so it's 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 all the rage right now. How was it? I, I was apprehensive at first. You know, it's you know you got people around throwing axes and you know, <laughs> but but people were were engaged. People raved about it, and it's something that people, especially if it was their first time, that it's one of those things you'll never forget. Which sure. is which is a microcosm of the type of experience that you want co- corporates to have, companies that, if I can just circle back to, to what we do, is that you want to give people an experience. You want to give organizations an experience um, because most of the time, similar to Milwaukee, when people think about Connecticut, they don't think about much. You know, it's, you know we're kind of within this, this region that has Boston and, and New York, mm-hmm. and so... People don't think about it too much, which gives us an opportunity to to really blow their socks off mm-hmm. with, which is really what happens when we tell them about the history about Connecticut from a manufacturing standpoint, um, that we are the insurance capital of the world, and we have these 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 outputs, these things where I mean, we're, we have what's called aerospace alley, right? So um, we're we're an extremely uh, ex- extremely a significant part of uh, the aerospace field, so it's it's creating experience, and and then you want to make sure that people are captivated and engaged and want to learn more. They you want to leave them something yearning to come back, and and so it was it was an interesting night, and I think that's definitely something that um, you know we should be looking into doing is creating an experience, a positive experience for for companies when they're they're visiting. That's excellent. Thank. Thanks, Aaron, for answering all my questions. Um, I, I know so much more about automation and axe throwing than I never knew before. <laughs> yeah, autom- yeah autom- automation is it's, it's interesting right now because people don't necessarily know how to receive it. They know what's coming and they can't do anything about it. Yeah. But it isn't so much. It isn't unlike any other uh, period in time when uh, machines have assisted employees in doing their jobs. So it's we, we've sort of gone through this um, in effect through the past. Um, it's just a, a different, it's a matter of understanding where you fit in. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and so I think that's probably the takeaway is think about how the robots help you um, do your job better, which is no different than the way that we use our, utilize our phones right now. Sure. You know, we used to only be able to dial a number. Now we can send an email, <laughs> conference call, Right. We can take a, we can shoot a movie, <laughs> portraits. You can do everything. Um, so um, yeah, it's 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 interesting time right now. Absolutely, great. Um, so you know, I think I you know I think this just wraps it up. Uh, Alyssa, thank you for I would say sharing, but I was the one being interviewed apparently today. <laughs> it was fun um, being the interviewer today. Yeah, no, it, it was it was a joy and. Um, you know, if if anyone is is listening to this this uh, episode and and is interested in kind of sharing um, any of their experiences with automation and 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 what they're seeing out there, uh, I, we'd love to hear some feedback and and maybe we can engage on our next episode. Um, so, but for now, uh, this is Aaron Smith signing off. Alyssa, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Circonomy and be sure to visit circ.com to join the conversation, access the show notes and discover bonus content. Until next time.